Everybody, welcome, bienvenidos, bienvenidos. We are now bringing you part two of our four-part series of the Road to People Advisory, and we got to bring in the man, our Puerto Ricano hermano, Will Lopez. How you doing, my friend? Bro? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. We're gonna have some fun today because we're gonna talk about human resources and <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. I would like your take on the vendor side of things yep. that what you guys saw at Gusto when it came to this pandemic, mm. did you see a lot of accountants, a lot of your partners that work with you guys start to reach out to you guys with questions, with help, with calling into the support system as to what do we do? How can we, you know, with more questions outside of just how do I process payroll? Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's just say the obvious, right? What, like human resources is hard and it's not a natural workflow, I think, in accounting firm life, right? And what you saw this year is that small businesses needed more HR support than I think ever before around you know managing their team, furloughs, hiring, firing, the whole thing. And you know, obviously with all of that in front of us, yeah. I mean, we saw a huge surge of HR demand, right? Come from not only just the accounting profession, but from small businesses because they were trying to figure out what to do next. And what Gusto has created, you know, is just a way to to make it easier and, and to kind of do it together. But yeah, I mean, we saw a huge influx of just support and demand for human resource. And the truth is technology around HR is an enabler to increase focus on human resource among accounting firms. And so accountants and bookkeepers that partner with Gusto started, you know, reaching out immediately to Gusto through, let's say, concierge or something like that, and trying to get a lot of these questions answered for their clients. And providers of HR, payroll, and, and benefit solutions have been ramping up their offering around HR and even more so during 2020, right? During the whole pandemic when it hit. And so we saw a huge influx of what was going on. And that's actually what allowed us to roll out even like updated onboarding tools, right? Which was a, a little bit of a payroll experience plus HR experience. And what accountants have seen with HR is now identifying, you know, growth opportunities by asking clients, you know, what is your current onboarding process look like? What does it look like to come back to work? Where are you finding your top talent today? Because for those small businesses that had to lay off employees and that are now back trying to hire on employees, because let's say those those former employees don't want to come back to that work, to that same job. We're asking questions like, okay, how are, how are we going to fill in the gap, right? That talent gap. And then because obviously the situation demands it, what kind of benefits are you currently providing new employees to attract and enable you to retain that talent? And a lot of that has a lot of HR component to it. And it's just been really wild to see. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I will say when all this hit, that was the very first question I received. Okay, what do I do now? I have to furlough some of these people. Do I furlough them? Do I fire them? Do I get rid of them? 
how do I approach it? And then the ones that we do stay, you know, the ones that got that got sick, you know, you have to give there there was FMLA for them. So we right. have to make sure that that was properly allocated and make sure that, you know, so they were coming to us for those questions. Luckily for me, I have a client and I got to shout her out, Rhea Stone, who with Click on HR, who is an HR specialist. Rhea, thank you because you saved my behind with the questions <laughs> that I sent to her and she helped me out on that. But at the same token, the other side that helped me as well, just as much as she did, was you guys, Gusto, right. with just continuous, the blog post. I didn't even have to call you guys. It's yeah. like it's like you, you would read my mind. Something would come out, and I'm sitting there in the middle of the night just reading the IRS or the Treasury regs that came out, and I'm just like, oh, are you kidding me? How am I going to yeah. do this? What am I going to do this? Or when the CARES Act came out, and I'm sitting there trying to interpret everything, next thing I know, I wake up the next morning, and I see Will. New blog post, our interpretation. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So that was something that really, really stuck out to me. Because, yeah, the biggest, I guess, pain point for me was the FMLA, you know, mm. and how do you code that properly? And then, you know, you had payroll tax credits, depending on what kind of FMLA or how they approached that leave, whether they were, you know, a child sick at home, if they were sick, a family member. So it was different credits that payroll credits, uh, tax credits are different items. And it's just like, yep. and then the PPP came out yep. <laughs> and it's like, how do we bring these people back? And oh yeah, it was a whole slew. And then I think for me, one of the biggest questions I got was, okay, we've got the PPP, we're opening back up. How do we keep our people safe and how do we keep our customers safe? Right. I, I can mean, tell you, I can tell you if, if your labor efficiency is where it's at, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my expertise. The rest of the stuff is a little out of my, a little out of my, my wheelhouse. And by a little, I mean a lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's incredible is what a fixation there is now around benefits in HR because of everything that's going on. Right. And what you need to get right many times is just getting that HR support when you need it. Well, the right support that you need when you need it. Right. And so there's like what I saw unfold with like the pandemic and what's going on right now are three things. One, protecting the business and the team as it relates to like human resources, right? So like, what are those updated law alerts around your team that you should be totally up to speed on? How does HR guide you to avoid either A, fines or compliance issues, but then two, activate some of the relief that your team deserves, right? Like the Family First Cares Act and all that kind of stuff like that, that has unlocked because of legislation. The second thing that I think was really top of mind for everyone is just getting more done as it relates to HR. So perhaps some companies were doing HR really manually and then realized, oof, you know, like I got to do HR from a distance now. I got to do HR remotely. I got to do HR better. And then I got to do HR efficiently by getting all the answers and getting quick answers and the resources from a dedicated team of people, right? And then the third thing was like relying on experts because everything was just happening so fast. Like small businesses and accountants were like looking towards people, looking towards thought leaders or let's say companies, fintech companies like Gusto to just hop on the phone send a quick email, get personal advice from certified HR pros because accounts aren't certified HR pros. And if you are, it's a small minority that are both accountants and certified HR pros. But what needs to happen is that scaled service, right? And scaled service from a distance, scaled service online, and then access to that HR help. I think you hit it. You know, the onboarding, just a simple onboarding. 
of a new uh, employee. Mm. You know, your your traditional onboarding, you you have them sign the W four, they bring it in a check for direct deposits. They have to fill out the I nine. Everything is here's the paperwork handed to me physically. I need to make copies. I need to do everything. How does that work when you can't have people in the office? <laughs> you right. know, how can you do that? And you want to start trying to bring people back and. Two other issues that I that I want to touch on as well that came up during this pandemic is what happens if an employee doesn't want to come back because they're making more money on unemployment, mm. you know, and yeah. what happens if an employee doesn't want to come back just because they're just scared, right? You know, and so I came across all of those situations, primarily the unemployment one, and that's a hard conversation to have because yeah. You know, your employer went out, got this PPP loan to help get it. And I understand you're making a lot, you know, you're making probably more money sometimes on that, but then that runs out and you're out of a job. Yeah. You know, I don't want to touch on that too much. I just, but those are kind of the issues that we personally and my firm faced during this pandemic of having to try to answer that. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know. That's not my area of expertise. But then again, you know, that's where apps and partners like Gusto Really, yep. we leaned heavily. I leaned heavily on Gusto and you guys delivered. Well, let me drop the mic moment here because here is, I think, one of the most potent approaches from conventional accounting towards the vendors that they partner up with that I think needs to be thrown out the window when it comes to running a modern practice. Accountants and bookkeepers need to stop treating their partnerships with software vendors conventionally. And what do I mean by that? We need to start treating the solutions we use as extensions to our firm. It needs to stop being a two-way street of just sending money to a software vendor and the vendor just delivering software. No. Like if you are a firm that is trying to collapse learning curves, workflows, anything that you would need to really help your client, you need to treat the vendors that you partner up with and build these deep partnerships with as actual extensions to your business. And that will solve all the pain points that you lack confidence wise, or even lack capacity. You know, accounting firms don't have HR teams, right? Accounting firms don't, or majority of accounting firms don't have certified HR, HR pros on staff right? So how do you bridge that gap for your client if you keep treating your software vendor conventionally and saying, well, they're just a vendor and they just do my payroll, right? No, you need to lean into the resourcing that that software vendor has. You need to incorporate their experts as your experts. So that way you can serve your clients best, right? And so that'll actually unlock all the resourcing in the world for you to actually meet the moment, right? Because through like, for example, through, through the Gusto partnership, you can access those certified HR pros. And if you treat them like your team members, then you don't have to become an, ex an HR expert. You just have to guide your client in the moment, leaning on Gusto's eight certified HR expert, which People Advisory actually talks about. That is, what is your role as it relates to championing HR? right? And making sure that your client is totally up to speed. But then through partnerships like that, you can actually roll out and help your client roll out, like you said, hiring best practices, right? What happens if an employee mm -hmm. doesn't come back to work? Performance evaluations, right? You don't have to be a pro at that, but you can leverage Gusto's tech and touch to make that happen. Making sure that your client is communicating like the right job descriptions and offer letters, termination requirements, right? Labor law policies, employee handbook builders, you know, harassment prevention stuff. Like 
you totally expand your firm's capacity and bandwidth the moment you start utilizing your software vendor as a real partner and not as a software vendor. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, this is something that I learned from, we were doing a podcast interview mm. and from, from uh, Ryan Embry over at Practice Ignition said this, and you were actually part of that podcast yep. at the Latino Tax Fest was, yep. You need to look at some of these software providers, not as just an expense going out the door, but as another employee, instead of using hiring somebody to manually do some of this stuff, utilizing some of these softwares and leaning on them to help you get some of this stuff going. And then when he right. said that, that really like opened my eyes like, whoa, that is that that's right. Because, you know, and you think, well, no, that's going to be too much money. That's going to be everything. And you start having that conversation. I mean, that's fine. Think about it, though. It, it, let's just look at the numbers. We're all accountants. We're all tax repairs. You know, we, we like numbers. So let's take a look at it. You've got a software subscription. You're paying 100 bucks a month for something. Okay. You've got somebody doing it manually. You're paying them 10 bucks an hour. You know, 10 hours, they're at $100. They're going right. to take more than 10 hours to do some of this stuff. You know, they hit 20, 30. You're already going over there on top of benefits, on top of vacation pay, on top of everything. Like, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer at that point, I feel like. Well, yeah, here's the truth, right? Like the accounting profession continues to change quickly, right? Software vendors think that they can replace accounts, but the truth is they cannot. Accountants think software vendors are out to get their job, but they really aren't. And at the end of the day, it's it's this combination of using technology to its to its best in order to enable you to be who you really are to your client, which is that advisor, right? And I've been in I've been in public accounting long enough to remember that when accounting firms partnered up with software vendors to help them support with things like tax, audit, bookkeeping, what did those vendors do 20 years ago? Does anybody remember? They charge service package fees. They charge for support. Partner programs today don't charge for support of that partner program. That concept of paying for support from a software vendor in an accounting firm is has been obliterated. Like that was a super real thing 15 years ago. I remember rolling out like super enterprise accounting software, bookkeeping software, and then having to buy support packages to get their reps to help me figure out this kind of implementation and anything else that I wanted to learn. Now, almost every partner program that any modern cloud-based accounting technology offers, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. The support you get from the reps that are dedicated to you is free. The migration support is free. All the support that your firm needs to understand what it's offering is and what its role is with that vendor, free. I'll give you a story. Sean Fisher, who was my rep here at Gusto, I used to actually use him to help train my team in Gusto. I used to use him to help. Actually, he would join some of my client onboarding meetings to talk about the Gusto offering and what Gusto's value proposition was. And guess what? I didn't pay Sean anything as a firm. I didn't actually included him as a team member of my practice, even though like he wasn't an actual team member like of my firm. I didn't hire him, but I treated Gusto's partner program. I treated the reps that were assigned to me as fellow team members. The only difference was their expertise was around the payroll benefits and HR and Gusto platform, right? That people mm -hmm. platform. So, I mean, stark difference from like 15 years ago, stark difference from 20 years ago. 
But yet the, the same way we approached vendors 20 years ago, which is total arm's distance, right? Like I give you money, you give me software. That's the end of our relationship. We need to stop thinking like that because the programs are, have been developed very differently today. I love that you brought that up because just like you used to use your rep, I've used my rep on a couple sales calls. He's actually went in and did the onboarding and set up and everything for my client. I didn't have totally. to touch a single thing, which was amazing. He's like, let me take, let me, I'll take it. I'll take the lead on this. We'll go and, and I'll contact the client. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it makes right. you look like a superstar. Like, mm -hmm. and it actually makes you look like you're a lot larger too than let's say you may really be in reality, right? You almost come at the client with like this really enterprise integrated offering suite of service where it's mm -hmm. like you have such a good relationship with your vendors that they themselves are joining your meetings to help you support your clients, help you support your small businesses, maybe even close deals and stuff like that. It's incredible. And it's really value that's on the table that people are just walking by. And uh, I know for sure at my practice, I, I utilized it to its most potential, probably maybe even overstepped my boundaries in a few places. Like I was really trying to take the work off of our team and just really pushing it on our vendor. But that's why they're there, right? Like they're there to make sure that you're successful. I wanted to be successful and I knew they wanted me to be successful in supporting my clients. And I knew and I trusted them to not overstep boundaries as far as like the salesy approach of things. And, and every one of them respected that role in that position and quite honestly, the honor to partner more deeply with the firms that they were working with. Yeah. It, it just made it so much easier and a lot simpler to partner with them. And like you said, you have that trust that now you can just be like, okay, I know when I have a new client, I need to onboard them on X. We'll loop in our rep and he's going to be on that call. He or she will be on that call and you know, good to go. And I know I don't have to worry about that because they will take care of it and they will take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. that relationship is important. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you read it recently, but SMB Group rolled out a recent study. Really, really good. I'll send it to you, but it's called SMBs Navigating a Path Forward. And obviously, you know, theme is COVID-19 pandemic disruption, right? A lot, a lot of disruption for SMBs, a lot of disruption for accounting firms. And so, you know, how's an SMB to move forward? And what's that critical role that an accountant plays in helping sh make sure the SMB rolls forward? But in the study, it basically said that SMBs, small businesses are seeking guidance from many different types of advisors as they try to navigate through the crisis. And you'd be shocked as to whom they label as an advisor to their small business. So in the top, let's say the top 10, I'll read them out. Number one, their customers are actually advisors to helping them navigate out the crisis. What the customer is demanding the mm -hmm. small business is kind of folding in. And I think as accountants, we need to be very mindful of that. This is like that pivoting aspect of things. Number two, business advisors, right? And I think accountants totally fall into that bucket is uh, business advisors are super top of mind for SMBs as a type of advisor to help them manage the crisis. Health advisors, right? With opening up safely and all that kind of stuff, financial advisors, but check this out. Part of the top 10, technology advisors. That is the solutions wow. that they're using, they're looking to as types of advisors to help them navigate the pandemic. Now, if we were to flip this on its head, we should, as accountants, take this top 10 list and say our clients should be our advisors and helping accounting firms navigate out the pandemic. What are our clients need? How do we respond to their needs, right? 
looking to our technology advisors, our partnerships, what are they providing? What do they say is a great way for me to, to navigate? What solutions are they rolling out? Can that team help me navigate out, right? Like Gusto rolled out a slew of new onboarding and bringing people back to work features, right? Where as technology advisors to accounting advisors, we could say, hey, the way you, you meet this moment is to give your client the tools it needs to safely manage and onboard and, and roll out HR stuff at a safe distance. That's how you're going to respond to the crisis. And that's going to what's going to make sure that your client is the best position possible, right? And it's just incredible to me that like small businesses see all types of advisors and they're going after almost all of it to help them navigate. But yet accountants isolate themselves in this like self-sufficient bubble that they think it's self-sufficient, but they should really be gleaning from their clients, gleaning from their technology partners to help them navigate out. Because if their clients are looking to 10 top of advisors, so too should accountants do the same. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, 100%, you know, and, and just think about it. We always talk about what's going to set you apart. Cheaper prices isn't going to set you apart. Right. Saying that you do tax planning is going to set you. Everybody does tax planning now, or a mm -hmm. lot of people do, you know? Oh, well, we we have the best. We'll save you the most money. Everybody's going to save you the most money. You know what I mean? Like right. that there really is. That's that's not the that's not a selling point anymore. A selling point. Now you come to, to somebody and say, hey, on top of everything else I can do for you and you sell your services, I can also make sure that you are digitally in line with where you're supposed to be in your market and making sure that we can provide these tools for you to be able to work digitally as much as possible. So you are future-proof, essentially future-proofing a firm. Mm -hmm. And when you may have that conversation and you start to point out, well, there's this, there's that. And next thing you know, that's one, another revenue service, another revenue line that you can, you can integrate. And yeah. then two, again, that sets you completely apart to like, okay, well, why work with me? Because on top of the bookkeeping and the tax and the tax planning and all that other stuff that I can do that everybody else offers, I can offer a way for you to make sure that your employees get onboarded in the most efficient way possible, all electronically, all safe, everything is secure. Yep. And that way they don't have to worry about coming in and you can start actually hiring your work from home people and go that, you know, go that route. Yep. Easy peasy. I mean, that, that's an easy selling point, especially now with what's going on with those companies that potentially are growing or are actually thriving in this. That's your ticket in. Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting time, man. I mean, it's a difficult time, but I think what's really top of mind for me is that, you know, for firms who want to get themselves ready for the years to come, now's the moment. Your clients need it. Your clients deserve it. And they've worked hard to build their business. It's now our duty to, to make sure that what they worked hard for, they continue to have, right? And as accountants, we need to expand beyond our core acumen of financial and general ledger work into things like people advisory into things like people operations and do it wisely. Don't swing your expertise, the pendulum of their expertise by going out and just getting HR certified, right? We're talking about scaling up assistance for the economy, scaling up assistance for small businesses and meeting the moment as quickly as possible. And that requires uh, activating on your, on your software vendors like Gusto to turn on the tools that are necessary for you to just be who you are, meet the moment, but then not have to like go back to school for 12 months, right? <laughs> and, and learn everything that you need to learn about HR or benefits or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that's where leveraging partnerships like this is going to be very important so that you yep. don't have to go and get 
anything like that. So, all right, my friend, Will, we are coming up on it. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time, even yep. though we had a lot of technical difficulties at the beginning. <laughs> uh, thank you for your patience. Again, guys, remember, this is a part two of a four-part series. Yep. So we will be dropping the podcast for this next week. And then the week after, we've got our part three, which is benefits. Talking about benefits and how best to support you with that. So, Will, any last words, my friend, before we say goodbye to our all of our amigos and amigas out there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, the only thing I would say is, hey, HR is hard, right? Let's tackle it together. You know, I know at Gusto, we, we have all the HR support you need when you need it. And, and it'll help you and your clients just avoid the expensive compliance mistakes you can totally get your toughest questions answered by certified experts and then get a head start on HR tasks with expert resources, right? And that's what you're going to need right now to meet the moment and then help your clients get past this. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you, my friend. We will have you. I'm so excited to have you again in two weeks. And guys, if you have anything else, we're going to put his contact information down below and we'll see y'all next time. All right. See ya.